Hello, everyone. It's me, Court, Courtney, whatever you know me as. <laughs> Maybe you don't know me, in which case, hi, it's nice to meet you. I am happy to be here recording a solo episode today for the Soma Mama podcast. And a little housekeeping notes before we get started. One is that I've been feeling into a slight name change for Soma Mama come season three. So be on the lookout for that. It will hopefully sound a little bit more inclusive and that from the jump, my intention intent with this podcast is that it's not just for women or female identifying people. It's definitely not just for mothers at all. Um, I just want to be here and connect and talk about life and wellness and ups and downs and the, I often call them the bathtub moments. Um, I've heard people refer to them as the bathroom floor moments, uh, but just, just create space for it all. And, and yeah, I really enjoy as of late talking about spirituality and boundary setting and finding one's voice and one's agency and what it looks like to show up in our own life with radical honesty and with radical love. And that's why I'm here today as those two things have really been on my mind and on my heart and I am making a vow to you, those who are listening, to be myself <laughs> right to arrive in authenticity to arrive to record these episodes in however I am showing up in that very moment and currently it is repositioning my entire desk okay here we go and uh getting a little bit more cozy which I did not do before I started recording because I'm human and sometimes that's what we do. Which is a perfect segue into why this podcast is unhinged in the form that, or in the sense that I don't edit my episodes uh, unless it is requested by uh, the podcast guest, in which I absolutely will. Uh, and I am not the most resource when it comes to audio editing, but I figure it out as we do in life. And I, I don't spend money on this podcast. I don't, I don't make money. I don't outsource it. You know, I, these things are worth mentioning because we never know what perceptions people can be arriving with that could be so entirely different than your own right? So for example, me showing up, people could be like, oh, it's a great podcast. She probably has like an abundant listenership, right? Listenership. Uh, and there's subjectivity there and there's subjectivity everywhere, right? Like someone might think making 150 grand a year is a lot of money. Someone might think making $25,000 a year is a lot of money, right? There's so much subjectivity in this world, and um, yeah, so here I am today to talk about unconditional love. And I'm going to speak this to you 
more like philosophically I'm sure I will sprinkle in some life experience um but this is not necessary this is not really about romantic like passionate unconditional love that's just definitely a factor in this topic um but I want to share with you more so how mind blown I have been especially lately when I've looked at unconditional love in my own life and those relationships in which unconditional love is housed within and there are as I'm naming this out loud I'm like there are so many damn complexities to to this and to knowing what unconditional love is I actually remember I can recall feeling my entire life uh, specifically in search of a romantic partner like how do I know love if I've never experienced it right and I and I naming that I'm, I'm assuming that's a pretty human phenomenon and not to say I haven't experienced you know love from friends and family members etc uh, but specifically romantic love as like a tween or early adult young adult it's like how do I know it if I've never experienced it and I feel that it's safe to say, uh, be it romantic, the friendship, professional, family, relationship, most of us in, in our lifetimes have experienced at least one relationship or connection, we'll call it a relational connection, uh, that, that wasn't rooted in unconditional love. Maybe some of us have more of those relationships that were, in fact, very conditional Um, which lent us feeling unsafe and unworthy. And then also, once we had exited or removed ourselves from that relationship, perhaps left us feeling as if we lost our our touch with ourself and our self-trust, lost that sense of inner knowing. And one, that's the saddest part for me and for anyone. I've been there. And then two, like... It just blows my mind that this this can happen Um, and that it happens quite frequently and that it happens without us even knowing that it happens. So circling back to unconditional love, I'll never forget one of my uh, like middle school, high school friends even just saying, I love you to me. And I remind my mind's response was what you can you can say that to a friend. You can say I love you to a friend. I didn't even know that that was a was a possibility and it was very uncomfortable in my body to receive that it was like whoa let me try this on like I've never done this before right and it became then this like practiced experience of what it was like to express love in in relationship and in friendship uh and I have struggled with intimacy my entire life and I'm gonna I'm gonna bring some context there not just romantic intimacy as I think for most of us that's where our minds go but the intimacy that breaks down as into me I see right like this veil of protection that we either consciously or subconsciously it's often the latter hold um for a myriad of reasons it could be childhood trauma it could be generational trauma it could just be subconscious protection after being burned by a friend um, figuratively speaking um, or experiencing heartbreak in a, in a romantic relationship and 
So, you know, I, I continue to experience life and grow and mature. And, you know, I'm, I'm not quite 30 at this point. Um, but it, it's crazy to me as someone who considers myself to be f- fairly self-aware and self-attuned person that I did not realize how foreign unconditional love was for me. And as I'm speaking this out loud, I'm hearing this in a whisper that was that saying like, and it's not, Courtney, it's not that it wasn't always there. It's that you weren't ready or willing to accept it, to invite it in. Whew, that's a doozy. <laughs> so, you know, I get into a partnership, a marriage, which I, I'm in right now. And even now I'm like, oh, how do I do this? You know, like I, and here is, this is a partnership where I'm like, I know deeply that I love this person. And I know that from my heart so much so that I tried to justify or, uh, I'll say logitized, <laughs> um, the experience of, of love in my mind. And it just, I can't make sense of it. I'm like, what, why us? Why are we attracted to each other? We're totally different people. You know, I'm sure most of us have been there as well. Um, and my heart is like, lean in. Do you feel safe? Yes. Okay. Lean in. And here is where I will always forever be an advocate of self-work as I, as I feel that that is our sole, sole responsibility to be aware of ourselves in such a way where we can consciously curate connections with others. And the practice of humility is freaking hard and it also helps a shit ton. <laughs> and doing the dance with someone who is also interested in conscious relationship and self-exploration makes it that much easier um, because you're both doing the tango, right? You both have this awareness of very, in fact, very secure attachment. It's like, hey, I know that I am me. I know that you are you. You hold the same knowing and we can both consciously be in this together. Again, be it a professional relationship, a friendship, a romantic relationship, or a family connection. Um, and I'm not going to dig deep into the family connections for the purpose of today, but I just want to name that there's a lot of, a lot of layers there, like literally ancestry, you know, built generation upon generation upon generation. So, so often what you may be experiencing in this lifetime might not might not even be your own or might be so subconsciously or culturally or traditionally learned that you don't know anything outside of that right um so again that that's a that's a topic for another day um so coming back to could both conditional and unconditional love so i can think back to many times and experiences in my childhood particularly where i experience conditional love of course in the moment as a child I I wouldn't be able to uh, dub or name that language put put that terminology onto it Um, but of course as an adult reflecting back now I can but what's interesting is when I check in with my soma with my body even as a child I held the inner wisdom and knowing like this I might not have the terminology, but 
something about this feels weird, right? Um, like a parent signing me up to babysit for someone else's children when I didn't have the agency or the autonomy to make that decision for myself, which has happened. Um, and I don't speak this to out anyone or, you know, like nag on my parents by any means. It's just, just giving examples um, of ways in which I felt like the dynamic was conditional. Like you will be appreciated if you do this task, you know, by my word, et cetera, et cetera. And I definitely built that sense of conditioning within self in an academic setting. It was like, oh, I like to be affirmed. I like to be appreciated. So I also don't like to disappoint. So I'm going to be the best student I can be so that I am not letting anyone down. Particularly like my teachers, um, which is interesting and also myself, but my parents didn't really like Yes, I'm sure they, they did want me to excel act- academically, but because I always did, they knew, like, they they very rarely ever had to intervene because I always had it handled. I always had it taken care of. Um, so, let's see here. Yeah, so now I'm in a phase of my life where I am kind of, I keep saying I'm doing this, like, friendship audit you know and I and as I name that I realize that has so many different interpretations and so to bring clarity clarity to that it's more so a relationship audit and being again radically honest and radically aware with self around like what is the dynamic of this relationship what is the dynamic of this friendship does it hold historical context have we been friends since day one you know since utero since childhood since elementary school since high school since college uh and what's the nature of our friendship you know do we call each other when we are beside ourselves sobbing do we send funny memes via via instagram to one another do we go on hikes together when we are in the same place at the same time, do we decide to do a retreat together once every five years? And, and we that's the knowing and that's the, that's the sense of commitment to one another. Um, or is are there the, these underlying expectations that perhaps on both ends feel like they're not being met? And I will say wholeheartedly, this feels like a hard place to be because especially for those who are highly sensitive people or empathic and not to say that those who aren't don't experience this but there might be this intuitive sense of knowing of like I can feel this like discourse uh, or dissonance between us in a way that feels different right but bringing the language and the conversation the communication to the discourse often feels like the hardest part and speaking from experience and also from not doing so, not taking that action, um, there's so much weight held with words, right? So, you know, we can approach a friend and be like, hey, I'm not feeling this sense of reciprocity that's really important to me. In fact, you know, I feel that I make most of the contact in our connection versus the other way. And, I, and I'd really like the opportunity to bring clarity around that and hear, hear what you have to say and what you have to feel about this topic. You know, is this something that resonates with you? Is it not at all? 
and like coming back to that that baseline that like hey why are we here and what's important to us and I think those like those audits in every relationship are so important and so often aren't had um, because we are individuals living our own lives and you know here's where I will always wonder like how do how is it possible to just have those you know, for most folks, lifelong friends where you could not talk for months and it doesn't feel like you've skipped a beat, right? Um, But maybe the folks that you have more interaction with, uh, you feel like that that takes a little bit more work, a little bit more often checking in to see where one another are. And I also know, know, identify as a white female individual and I'm aware of the fact that uh, relational context varies so much between race, between culture, between sexuality, between gender orientation, etc. Um, and so I leave space for, for all of the nuances and all of the ways in which I have not experienced that relational context amidst those variances in my own life. Um, yeah course I'm noticing even in my body like a slight clenching in my throat as I'm talking about this and even leading into the podcast I was like oh I want to say this and I want to say this but rarely do I ever 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 write things down I just let it flow and um and so I'm wondering as I'm speaking if I'm speaking to all that I initially wanted to speak to (laughs) which is so so interesting um so I'm sharing with this with you all in, in very raw and real time in the sense that it's, I don't know if I really have any solutions for like, this is how you do a friendship audit and this is and this and this. And this. Um, but what I can say is I intuitively feel that it's very important and I don't feel that it's come about in my life, a sense of refresh or renewed awareness in a way that's any sort of um, accident or coincidence. Um, I feel like it's a wave of, of, yeah, honesty is, is what I come back to and acceptance and, and also an active practice of checking in with one's values as an individual. Look, what, what's important to me in relationship? What's important to me in connection? Transparency, honesty, authenticity, right? What's important to me? Showing up, but showing up given the context context of our relationship, right? So that might be showing up to our weekly yoga class that we always go to together and bringing communication to those weeks where we're not going to show up, right? Or like, I have a need, I have a request to know when a plan's going to fall through, right? Because no one likes to be stood up. No one likes that feeling. Um... Yeah, and I and I'm finding myself coming back to this this value of reciprocity. Like I desire uh, not for our relationship to be conditional, conditional, but for it to be equal, right? And there's this discernment between, look, I love you, and there will always be unconditional love here in this in this connection in this relationship. Like I will bend over backwards for you. I will go to bat for you call me and I will be there because I love you and I also have these sets of desires or needs in this partnership and it's important to me that those are being met right which is where boundaries come in and you know for anyone who has dealt with love and addiction 
um, you, you understand the complexities of this, like loving someone so deeply and also watching them in their own experience of addiction and knowing that there is only so much that you can do for that person. Um, and that was like a hard left turn there, but it's a very real example of love and boundaries and lovingly set, setting those boundaries. And these things become so complex because we all have our own conditioned responses and we all have uh, needs that we, we fundamental needs that we want to be met um, day in and day out, such as safety, sustenance, and security. And that means in relationship too, not just in our like hygienic living needs and desires. So this is all to say that it is okay to invite in radical honesty in a way that might shift your relationships or friendships um, and be it not permanent, temporary, right? And it's okay to create space for reflection, meaning for conversation to not happen as frequently or in the way that it once did for a period of time to invite in that introspection, right? It's okay to also request to name a space in order for that to happen. I think that that is where I'm going to leave it today. I wanted this episode to be short and sweet. For those of you who have tuned in, thank you. And I'm so, so curious if any of these thoughts or feelings resonated. So please shoot me a message on Instagram, soul to soul wellness, LLC, S O L E to S O U L wellness, LLC is my handle or via email. I always say that's my favorite way to communicate or, uh, via my website, contact form, www.soultosoulwellness.com. Again, be on the lookout for a little revamp of Soma Mama in several episodes to come once we hit season three. Right now, let's just all take a final breath together as we conclude this episode. If it's safe or feels safe for you to close your eyes, go ahead and do so. Breathe in through your nose. Soften and exhale out your mouth. Thank you, thank you, thank you for arriving with your ears, your hearts, your minds, your bodies, and we will meet again soon. Bye.